0: Good morning everyone. Good to see you. My name is Glenn. I'm the pastor here at New Life and for the past 43 years a baptized follower of Jesus Christ. And if you've often wondered what immersion baptism is or looks like or what it's all about or what it means, you're about to find out this morning as Jill takes that step of baptism as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jill, we bless you today and welcome you And pray that God will watch over you in the days ahead And we say a warm welcome to Jill's family as well As she gets ready to take this step Following Jesus in baptism Let me read to you from John chapter 20 It's Sunday evening Friday Jesus was crucified And then on Sunday morning Mary Magdalene went back to the disciples with this report That Jesus' body was missing And then she encountered him in the garden And so the the disciples gathered together on that Sunday evening. Here's what it says. John 20 verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, which means twin, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. And that's where I'd like to start, just for a few moments this morning, reflecting on the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, these things are written here in our Bibles that we may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing we have life eternal in his name and I'd just like to compare the three Sundays which we have before us this morning, that first Easter Sunday and then a week later the following Sunday, and now today. This Easter Sunday many years later and look at the parables we find in scripture and in Jill's life and our lives which show us the steps that we can take to move from doubt towards belief in Jesus Christ. So the first thing that we see here is that the disciples gathered together. They were together that first Sunday evening. Which was a very important thing for them to do. They were used to gathering together with Jesus. Now he was gone. They weren't sure what to do. So they gathered together to see what would happen. And what happens is that when we show up, Jesus shows up too. It happens that first Sunday when Thomas wasn't there. Jesus turned up and surprised them all. And then the following Sunday when Thomas was there, Jesus showed up again. And today, as we gather together, Jesus is here with us by his Spirit, just as he has promised us. He said, you know, whenever two or three get together, there am I with you. Jesus shows up when we show up. And this just reminds us, as God's people, how important it is for us to gather together. Because it's when we're together together that Jesus is revealed and Jesus chooses to speak to us. Yes, when we're separate, God will speak to us as individuals, personally, but there's something really significant about the church, God's people, gathering together on a Sunday, Resurrection Day, and inviting Jesus to be with us. And that's what we do this morning as we baptize Jill. Jesus is here as a witness to her baptism today. When we're together and we show up, Jesus Christ shows up too. And when he does, Jesus takes center stage. That's what it tells us in both these stories. Jesus came and was among them. He was in their midst. He was right at the center of what was going on. He wasn't on the periphery. He wasn't in their memory. He was right there in the midst Of his people. And that's what it tells us at the start of John's Gospel. At the beginning of John's Gospel, it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And that is still true today. It was true in that first Easter Sunday. It was true the following week when Thomas showed up. Jesus was there at the center amongst them. And there's that consistency of Christ's presence in the middle of his people every time they gather together. Wherever it is around the world, whether it's here or Sri Lanka or anywhere in this world, Jesus is there in the midst of us, healing us, healing our pain, helping us to see him in all his glory. Jesus takes center stage when the church gathers together. Then when he comes, and when he comes to the middle of where we are, he speaks peace into our lives. He says, peace be with you. Jesus Christ's presence changes everything. This is not a small thing. It's not the kind of peace that we maybe just share with each other sometimes, and it doesn't really mean much. This is the shalom peace of God. This is the coming kingdom of God. And when Jesus came and started to bring his message of good news, he frequently said these words, the kingdom has come. And then he acted it out. He transformed people's lives. He said to the wind and the waves, peace be still when the storms arose. And he says the same thing to his disciples after his death. And his resurrection. He brings his kingdom to bear in our lives. These disciples were terrified. They were afraid of what was going to happen to them. After what they had seen happen to Jesus. They were scared. And so Jesus comes and says don't be scared. I'm with you. Peace be with you. My kingdom has come and is coming. And his kingdom continues to come Today. And that peace that we experience deep within us is evidence that Jesus is with us. That shalom peace that is right at the core of who we are when we pick up our cross and follow Jesus dwells within us. And nothing can get at that peace, no matter what anyone does to us. Even if someone takes our life, which has just happened in Sri Lanka, to people who are following Jesus. God's peace remains because he is with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. And when his peace comes, he shows us the evidence of who he is. He reveals to us that he is alive. That's what happens here that first Sunday. When he gave them his peace, he then said, look at my hands and my side. And the disciples were overjoyed. And then a week later, Thomas, who refused to believe until he saw it for himself, Jesus said to him, here's my hands. Here's my side. Put your finger in my hands. Put your hand in in my sight. He showed his disciples that this resurrection was physical and real. And that was exactly what they needed to see in both those weeks. The disciples were scared that Jesus was gone, that he had left them. The one that they thought had come, the Messiah, to lead them into glory had deserted them. And yet here he was, alive and well. Showing them his wounds. Showing them that his resurrection is a physical resurrection. And their response? The disciples were overjoyed when they saw that it was the Lord. They believed that Jesus was alive. And Thomas's response when he saw what was in front of him. Jesus alive and well. Thomas' response was my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him. Stop doubting and believe. And that's what he says to us today. Do you find yourself in that place of doubt where you're not sure about Jesus? Uh, You've maybe heard about him. You understand that he was a good man who said some good stuff and did some good things. But is he really God? Is he really alive today? Jesus is not here physically, but he has given us his word And his followers have written down for us in four different Gospels what Jesus said and did and who he is. And the evidence is there for each one of us to pick up and look at. So I would encourage anyone who's here who's not sure about the resurrection of Jesus Christ to read the Gospel accounts of Jesus' death and resurrection. Have a look for yourself. And see what it says. Test it for yourself. And ask Jesus to show you that he is really alive. And decide for yourself. I have a little pack here of goodies for anyone who would like to find out more about the Christian faith. In here there's a Bible. There's a little booklet that explains who Jesus was. There's a little booklet that helps you to start to pray. And there's a little booklet by a guy called Nicky Gumbel, who runs the Alpha Course, helping you with some Bible readings and prayers to get you going as you seek to find out about who Jesus really is. If you would like this, it's completely free. Come and see me at the end of the service, and I'd be glad to pass that on to you and tell you a little bit more. Come to Christ and ask him to show you whether he is alive. Make that your prayer. Read the Gospels about Jesus' death and resurrection and find out for yourself. The Christian church is full of people who set out to disprove the resurrection, but when they turned to the Bible and read the stories and investigated for themselves, they came to the realization that they were wrong and Jesus really was alive and they could encounter him and get to know him. That is true today just as it was 2,000 years ago and just as Jill has discovered for herself. Jesus Christ is alive today and he lives forevermore. Once we discover that, Jesus calls us to move from our doubt into belief. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Their doubt was replaced with joy. Thomas said, My Lord and my God, his doubt was replaced with faith in Jesus Christ. When he realized that this was the man he'd been following for the past three years. Was standing there in front of him. And then Jesus says to him. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Jesus is referring to those who would follow on. And put their trust in him. Without seeing him face to face. People like you and me today. And for us our doubt is replaced with Blessing. Jesus says, blessed are those who believe and haven't seen. There's a special blessing for everyone who trusts in him and takes that step of faith. After having looked at the evidence, they say, I believe that you're alive, Jesus. And I invite you into my life to change my life and bless me. And when we do that, Jesus transforms our lives. He moves us from doubt to belief And then everything starts to change. Things that we never saw before, we start to see clearly for the first time by taking that step of faith. Things you won't see until you take that step of faith. And finally, when we believe, God sends us out to tell everyone else the good news. When we trust in Jesus, he calls us to take a deep breath and go. A deep breath of the spirit which he breathes on us. Here, the first Sunday after the resurrection, Jesus says this, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. They breathed in the spirit of life. And they got to know their Abba Father. And that's what's going to happen here in a few moments as Jill gets baptized. She gets baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, her Father, declares that he loves her. And is delighted with the fact that she's getting baptized. Jesus, the Son, is there to bless her and forgive her and inspire her to follow him. And the Holy Spirit is here to fill her to overflowing. That she might go wherever he sends her. Carrying the forgiveness of God. Forgiving others where in the past we've been unable to forgive. As we receive the Father's forgiveness, we are enabled by God's Spirit to pass it on to others. That's what happened for these disciples. They were spread out throughout all the world to carry that message of forgiveness Thomas himself church history tells us ended up in India not far from Sri Lanka is on the news this morning he started planted churches in India and was martyred for his faith right there but he went because he believed and saw and God breathed on him his Holy Spirit and he was able to go wherever Christ sent him for us that might be here In North it might be in Romania, it might be in Ghana. But wherever God sends us, he promises that he'll be with us by his Holy Spirit. Filling us to overflowing so that we can share the good news. These disciples were overjoyed at the truth of the resurrection. And so they just could not wait to tell others. The first disciples couldn't wait to tell Thomas and so on and so forth. What about us? Have we lost that joy of passing on the good news of Jesus' resurrection to others? Have we gone a bit stale? Jesus is here by his Spirit this morning. And maybe today's a day for you just to come and receive prayer at the end of the service, to be rejuvenated in your faith, to take a deep breath again of the Holy Spirit and go out into all the world and tell the people that the Lord sent you that Jesus is alive. He has risen and he can change their lives. In a moment, Jill will be baptized. She'll go under the water, signifying her identification with Jesus' death and burial on the cross for her sins. And then she will rise again. She'll come up out of the water and take a deep breath of the Holy Spirit as God, her Father, beams his pleasure on her. We pray that God will bless her today and all who watch this baptism. And perhaps for you today, there is an opportunity for you just to take that step of faith that Jill's already taken in her life. To say, yes, I believe, Jesus, that you're alive. I want you to come into my life and reintroduce me to my Father God and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Or perhaps for you today, God is prompting you to be baptised. There's water here. We can baptize you right now. Or if you want to explore further what it all means, then speak to Steve or myself and we can explain a little bit more about what you have just seen this morning. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for the gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that you do not leave us on our own, that you come and you dwell with us by the gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here with us by your Spirit. Thank you that you went to the cross on our behalf. And just in the quiet, we take that opportunity to dedicate our lives afresh to you, Lord Jesus, today. If you want to give your life to Christ for the first time today, then just make this prayer your own as I pray it now. Lord Jesus, Thank you that you went to the cross, not just for the world, but for me. Forgive me for the things that I have done wrong. Wash me clean by the power of your cross. Your blood shed for me. Thank you for taking my place. Thank you for removing my guilt. Fill me to overflowing with the power and peace of your Holy Spirit today. Amen. We're going to get ready for the baptism now and invite Richard and the team to lead us in a song of worship as the children gather with us. Let's worship God together as we get ready for the baptism. Thank you.
1: Good morning, my name is Steve, I'm one of the pastors here. You know, it's one of the greatest privileges uh, that a pastor can have, and that is to baptize someone, because Jesus is, uh, one of his last messages to his followers were to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're going to do today. So I'd like you to give a special welcome to Jill, who's going to be baptized. Come on up, Jill. And Jill comes with her dear friend, Stephanie. You can stand here as well, Stephanie, who's a friend and mentor. And I guess has been partly responsible for bringing Jill on this journey. Would that be right? You know, that's what Andrew did in the New Testament. He brought Peter. There have been many down the ages who brought their friends to follow Jesus. So, Jill, today, why do you want to be baptized?
2: Well, it goes back a few years now. I was waiting for a, a pancreatic transplant. And I got the message to go up to Newcastle. And I asked Steph here, if I didn't make it through this operation, what would happen to me? And she told me that God would be there with me. And I came through that operation, a long one with its difficulties, but I'm here now. And from that moment, I came back to my faith. I came back. And by being baptised today, I know that everything will be forgiven, what I've done in the past, and that I can go on that journey to eternal life. Thank you. Amen.
1: How fantastic is that? So, what would you say Jesus means to you?
2: He means a lot to me. He's there when I need him. He's there when I'm happy. He's there when I'm sad. When I need reassurance and help through prayer, I've found him there and I'm learning every day with the help of Stephanie and, of course, my parents, and now David. He means so much. He's done a lot for me. I've had a lot of health problems, and he's always been there for me and brought me through them all, stronger than ever in my faith in him.
1: Wow, fantastic. Stephanie, what can you say about this lady? Briefly.
2: What can I
3: say? Well, I don't know, really. He always drops me in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Jill. I only met her about five years ago. Just knocked on the door one day when she was moving in, and from that we got chatting. And I've seen this girl come from having no faith at all, inquiring and asking all sorts of questions. We have many, many conversations, and she's just a very, very precious child of God. And I've seen God's hand on her, changing her and transforming her little by little. And it's just a privilege to know her
1: fantastic lord we just pray this morning for our dear sister jill we pray too for her mum and dad here today keith and Anne, and we pray that you'll pour in you'll breathe your holy spirit afresh upon her today as she takes this step of following you and honoring you in her life we thank you for stephanie for a dear woman of god who has brought jill along this journey we pray your blessing upon her and david too this morning Just be with us now, Lord, and be with each of our hearts. Draw us close to yourself as we undergo this uh, ceremony this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Right, let's move. Wonderful. And I'm going to invite Diana Lucas, one of our elders, to come and help me. You know, this is just ordinary water. just tap water. It's not holy water. It's just a very simple ceremony but it has deep spiritual significance. It's a sacrament, something that's very simple to understand physical, but it has a very deep spiritual meaning. And this morning, there's a couple of hundred, 250 people watching on this morning, but we believe there are principalities and powers, spiritual forces of good and evil that are watching this morning as Jill makes this declaration of her faith in Jesus that she wants to follow him and acknowledges him as Lord. So Stephanie's got a reading for us.
3: This is a verse that the Lord gave me for you to carry with you for life, Jill. From Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. And the Lord said, He is the one who goes before you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed.
1: Amen. So, Jill, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. And do you want to follow him willingly for the rest of your life as much as God gives you the strength to do? Certainly do. Amen. 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 Diana, would you pray, please?
4: Oh, Lord Jesus, what a privilege to stand here next to Jill. What a privilege to witness your kingdom alive and at work in her. Thank you that you died and arisen again. You came to give us life, life in all its fullness. Thank you that Jill's life is so full and blessed by you. And Lord, as she goes down through the water and back up, fill her, Lord, with your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill this wonderful woman with your kingdom life, that same power that raised Christ from the dead, that energy. Come, fill Jill as she joins the body of believers in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen
1: morning by your own confession of faith in the Lord Jesus, we now baptise you in the name of the
0: Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
4: know that god has caused you to be a blessing to so many you've been a blessing to steph you're a blessing to your family you're a blessing to so many people and i know jill that he's going to use you in mighty ways to continue to bless people and be a signpost to his kingdom you are so precious to him you are so precious
1: Amen. Amen. And so, Lord, we pray now that uh, as Jill has gone through these waters, that your Holy Spirit will guard her and be with her and guide her, and that, Lord, each of us this morning, perhaps we've been baptized many years ago and our faith has grown cold, stir us this morning, we pray. If we've never given our lives and our hearts to you, maybe this morning this would be the time to do that and to be like Jill and follow you and know your healing presence and your powerful presence in our lives, your forgiveness of sins and eternal life we pray that now in Jesus name amen amen, amen.